everybody and welcome to another episode of the Live, Love and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto and I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach. I'm also an EFT practitioner and I'm also the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love and Eat magazine. So now our special guest today is Dr. Terilyn Sell. Now, Dr. Terilyn Sell is a brain health coach and a licensed therapist. She holds multiple degrees and certifications in the areas of psychology, counseling, and neuronutrition. Now, these qualifications are greatly enhanced by her own personal life path, having experienced and overcome many of today's common issues herself. Now, Dr. Tellen is not a believer in just throwing a prescription at the problem, which she seems to be the blanket solution to stress, anxiety, and depression in our current society. She instead encourages a holistic approach to overall wellness, which results in lasting change, a healthier state of being, and a happier you. Now, Dr. Terilyn is also an author of the book, Kick Off Your Damn Heels, and How to Quit Anxiety and Live a Bad-Ass Life. <laughs> she is the co-host of the edgy and inspiring national podcast series, Kick Off Your Damn Heels, which delivers real-life advice on holistic ways to fight anxiety and depression. And she's also a contributor for the Live, Laugh and Eat magazine. Now, welcome, Dr. Terlin. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I'm reading it. I'm like, I like this chick. She seems pretty good. <laughs> Now, I'm so excited to have you here today and um, the topic that we are going to talk about today. Um, and before we go into, you know, into the podcast and discussing the topic, introduce yourself to us and tell us your story because all of us have stories. Yes. All right. So um, I'm Dr. Tara Lynn, as you said, and um, you know what? I am a middle-aged woman. I just turned 50, not so long ago, a few months ago, right? And uh, I'm a mom of three. My, my last kid is just about to leave the nest here. And um, yeah, throughout, throughout the course of my life, like I was a busy mom and I was going to school for my master's degree, my PhD, my youngest... My youngest child was one when I started, and he was 10 when I finished. Um, so a good portion of his life um, was watching me juggle so much, you know? And when that was done, I started getting some big life promotions and things like that, and I found myself like literally losing it, um, losing myself, right? Um, I had tremendous anxiety um, for a long period of time throughout that, that I would have these daily panic attacks on my drive home and I'd have to pull into the driveway, wipe it all clean and be mom and wife again. And um, I made a tremendous decision to um, give it all up. And that's when I went into full-time private practice. And I haven't looked back since. Now, when I did that, a lot of changes started happening for me and you know because I was stepping out of the forest now I wasn't one of the trees anymore and um, I started looking at natural ways to help people heal because 
even the people in my practice were coming in and my standard response to them always was, well, maybe you need to go see your doctor and get a medication adjustment or maybe get another medication. But people were coming in already on high doses of antidepressants, anti-anxieties, or stacking meds on top of another um, to try to manage their day and then manage their sleep. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is terrible, you know? Um, I too, I had been on an antidepressant after my son was born and I, after when I had anxiety, the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was I went to the doctor and they prescribed me another anti-anxiety medication. I was like, I just got off the antidepressant like three years prior and um, I didn't want to do it all over again. You know, I didn't want to go through all of that. So it just kind of got me thinking like how many people out there needed a different response, you know, um, and realizing that we can't medicate our way through life. You know, I mean, I, ma I made a decision to quit the thing that was causing the tremendous anxiety, right? But the real, the real decision was medicate my way through it or, or quit, you know? Um, and I was lucky that I was able to quit. Um, not everybody is that fortunate and I understand that. Um, so what I really realized was we needed a different answer. It wasn't just medicate or quit. Like we need a different answer in between there. So that's when I started studying the brain more thoroughly. And that's when I started studying how nutrition impacts the brain and the neurotransmission and things like that. So what I found was, is, you know, medication kind of changes the architecture of the brain. It changes how um, serotonin is used with the neuro, in the neurotransmission process. What we really need is to give our body what it needs, the fuel, to make that happen. I mean, un unless you have some very strong genetic predisposition, which some people do, like gen typically our bodies are gonna do the thing that it needs to do to be healthy and well, right? And so medication kind of like gives us a detour for that. And so when people come off of the medication, they do it in such a way that um, they believe that they can't make it off the medication because it's taken away so rapidly. And, and that's just because of the way pills are prescribed, you know, um, but they, they fail tremendously because they're not supporting the brain health even in that process. They're just saying, take me off, I feel fine. And then when you go off, you're like, I don't feel so fine. And then they go back on, you know? So it leads you to believe that I need this pill for the rest of my life just to survive. So um, that be, kind of became my mission is to help people to not believe that, you know, and to help people find an alternative solution. And now what I'm finding, it's, and it's extremely frustrating. I, I'm getting women across the country um, reaching out to me, but they're on like three, four psych meds and they want off. And I'm like, now we're to the point of being extremely dangerous, you know? So it's just this pile is, com or this problem is compiling and compounding every year. Um, and we look back even with the, our kids, you know, like the solution to a child's problem is medication. And I'm like, the solution to a child's problem is medication. That just doesn't even make sense to me. You know, why you would want to change a child's brain at the age of three, four, five is 
beyond comprehension to me. And I, and I know there are some cases that it might need to happen. So, but, but the amount of children that are medicated is um, alarming to say the least. So yeah, shocking, shocking. It's absolutely shocking, yeah. which then, you know, the moms are medicated too, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, and that's shocking to me too, you know? Yeah. Um, I agree with you because, you know, um, I don't want to go into more detail, but my daughter struggled with anxiety um, last year when she went to university. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I feel there's not enough resources out there for people that are struggling with anxiety and depression. Um, you know, and, and it's like you, you say, you know, you, you go to your practitioner or your doctor and they, you know, they um, give you medicine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they tell you to, they give you a list and they say, okay, do this, do that, you know, um, things like um, relax more or, um, yeah. you know, sleep, sleep also, better. Yeah, sleep, <laughs> sleep better. better. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's just take this medicine and there's five things on the list go do that, you know, right. and I'll see you in a month. And I just feel, um, you know, it's, it's putting a bandage on that, you know, on that problem and it's not resolving it. Um, mm -hmm. But I know that you tell me that I know that you with your patients, um, your clients, you, you, you know, you, you don't prescribe medicine. No. Um, what tools do you use with them? You know, um, to overcome depression, anxiety, and stress? So I want to kind of back up for a second because, um, you know, physicians, that is their job is to prescribe, you know? So, so they're really not doing anything that's outside of their job, right? Like, you, yeah. you know, you go there and that's pretty much going to be the outcome, right? Um, but it's in psych, the field of psychology, it's really the only medical field that doesn't look inside for answers, right? So if, if I went to the doctor and I, and I had a broken arm or thought I had a broken arm, um, they're not going to give me like a paper and pencil checklist yeah. and say, you know, is the bone protruding? Is there a bump? How much pain are you in? And they're, they're not going to diagnose me based on a checklist, right? Yeah. In psychology, that's what we do. You know, it's the only profession that has a diagnostic manual this big that is just based on what the client says, you know, and that that's not to say, but there's so many things in that book that overlap and, you know, so I, thankfully, modern laboratories and modern medicine and functional labs are available. And so I like to look under the hood, so to speak, right? So mm -hmm. we do some neurotransmitter labs, we do cortisol labs, that's really the basic starting point that I look at, why wouldn't you want to know, if you actually have a serotonin problem, you know, before you go to a doctor to get prescribed a medication that impacts serotonin, let's know if you have a serotonin problem, you know, or a dopamine issue, you know, or your fatigue and anxiety is really related to cortisol that's, you know, doing funky stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, I, you know, and believe it or not, it's a hard thing 
for people to understand, you know, to, to do right. Because they want the answers, they want the solution, but then they stop short of getting it. You know, they're like, ah, no, I'm just going to go to my doctor. I'm like, what, (laughs) why, why would you want to do that? You know, it's, it's, it's very fascinating to me. But um, yeah, anyway, so I just, I kind of wanted to say that. Now, I forgot what your question was. I don't know if I even answered but, it. Um, <laughs> I think it's because I think people don't, you know, they only know one thing, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to my doctor. Um, I don't think they know, you know, um, there's so many resources out there or they don't want to step out of the comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think I'll just take that poll. It will make me better. Then I don't have to do this and I don't have to do that. Um, so my question was, <laughs> <laughs> what tools do you, you know, if a client comes to you and she's struggling with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. what tools do you give her, um, you know, to overcome anxiety and depression? Well, okay, so I'm going to give you an answer that's probably not what you're looking for. Because um, <laughs> everybody wants tools, you know, like everybody, yeah. what tools do you have in your toolbox to help you with depression or anxiety? If someone comes into my office and they are so anxious that they're shaking or bouncing the leg or jittery and all of that stuff, there's not enough tools in the toolbox that I can give you that are going to solve this physiological problem. I love so, You know, so many people have been in and out to therapists, and I am a therapist, so no offense to any therapist, but have been in and out to therapists, and they're like, I have all the coping skills, but I can't access them when I feel anxious. And I'm like, so the first skill, the first tool that I tell people is you have to stabilize your blood sugar. You have to. Most of the people who come in that are struggling hardcore aren't eating. You know, they're getting up in the morning and they might be like running on caffeine or something. They're not, they're not, especially kids, like not eating or they're eating sugary cereals or whatever. And so your body has this, I mean, our body shifts in blood sugar regulation all day long, you know, but it's the, the peaks and the valleys that crash and go high and crash and go high that are underlying in most mental health issues, right? So if someone, and I'm going to kind of go to my tip here already, um, eating protein every three to four hours will be extremely helpful. Making sure that you wake up in the morning and you have a protein-filled breakfast, and then you send snacks with your kids to school or bring snacks yourself that are protein snacks, not sugar, crackers, that, that kind of stuff, protein snacks throughout the day to stabilize that blood sugar. And here's why. When your blood sugar goes low, like adrenaline gets starts to pump and kind of still gives you that energetic lift that you need to get through the day, which is why so many people say, oh, I eat like dinner. I get up and I just eat dinner. One, I'm like, what? How do you function? Mm-hmm. Well, it's ad- adrenaline helps them to continue to work throughout the day. But the problem with adrenaline is this when adrenaline pumps, it shuts off your prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking brain. All right. Now you're kind of in fight or flight all day. You're just kind of going and going and going. You're also in your anxious mind. And so you're shaking you're shaking and you're trying to go and you're feeling really anxious, you know, 
also that's your anger and irritability mind. So you might come home and just be a complete nightmare to your family, you know, just, oh, dad always comes home angry from work. No, dad's coming home in low blood sugar, by the way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, so if that's what I tell everybody first thing, like, what did you eat? When was the last time you ate? And let's stabilize your blood sugar and then see what we've got. No doctor, you don't walk into a doctor's office and they're like, well, we need to stabilize your blood sugar first. You're like, well, what can we prescribe you? And I think like, I'm kind of bouncing between kids and adults here, but like kids who are on stimulants, you know, they're not eating because the stimulant actually destroys your appetite. So they're actually running on empty all day long and getting into fights and their behaviors up here. And it's people are like, I don't understand. They're on a stimulant. Maybe they need more. I'm like, maybe you need to feed them, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe they need to eat something good, you know? So that is always where I start. That, that's the base of everything. And it's funny because people look at me like I'm all sorts of weird when I say, when did you eat last? And what was it? You know, or when I ask people, what's your diet? Like, oh, it's good. It's good. I don't eat any junk food. Yeah. You don't eat anything. That's the problem. You know, <laughs> like you're not even eating, <laughs> right? No junk food. Good for you, but you're not eating enough. You know, neurotransmitters need protein. They also need tons of nutrient cofactors to work. And when we look at the standard America diet, we're not fueling our brain at all. So we're ending up in the doctor's office getting prescriptions. Mm -hmm. I think doctors need to do a better job of asking about diet, at least asking, like, are you eating? You know, um, but they're not. Neither are therapists. And I, I think therapists need to evolve into that too, because we are seeing people every week, but we're not asking about their diet. We're not asking because we're not nutritionists, you know? Well, well, come on, you can ask if you're eating. That's, yeah. that's normal, you know? So anyway. Yeah. I, I think you hit the spot there. Um, nutrition is the most important thing, um, you know, when struggling with, um, you know, anxiety, stress, um, I want to ask you as well, um, research, um, you know, when you read and you hear all this stuff, um, magnesium, you know, mm -hmm. um, have, um, you know, they say magnesium is good for anxiety, depression and stress as well. What is your take on that or, or your take on that? So magnesium, your B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, they're all called nutrient cofactors. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why they're necessary. Um, because like, so the, the chain goes like this. So you eat something that's like higher in tryptophan, like turkey or bacon, mm -hmm. which everybody loves bacon. And um, you want it to produce serotonin, right? Which mm -hmm. then produces melatonin. But it's not quite that simple. You need all those nutrient cofactors in yeah. place to make that happen, which is one of the reasons why magnesium is so essential. Yeah. Um, there's essential vitamins and minerals that you have to have in place. And again, you can work on getting that in diet, but when you're feeling like junk, you know, you, you're anxious and you're depressed, like you're probably going to need to supplement a little bit while you're working on your diet, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I love all this information. It is very interesting. And um, so my last question for you will be, um, what free tips will you give someone, somebody who are struggling to live healthy? So my top three things that I would say are look to the external stressors that you have in your life, like your relationships, your friendships, your job, your living environment. Look to the internal stressors that you have, and that could be things that you put in your body, you know, food, and also your thought patterns, right? That's an internal stressor. If we can't get a grip on our own thoughts, you know, we can lead down the rabbit hole to anxiety and depression very easily. And the third thing is really don't forget about your brain chemistry. You know, don't forget to take a peek inside and look at all three internal, external and brain chemistry. That's my, that's my top tips. I don't have the standard tools that everyone else says. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love that. And I can go, I mean, I can go on forever with this topic. Yes. Um, and we will probably be like, two hours, you know, talking <laughs> about it. But um, it was so nice to have you on here and, you know, talking about this topic. Um, it was just an honor for you to be here. And um, um, thank you for doing such amazing work Absolutely. out there. Um, you know, um, I think we all appreciate that. Ah, thank you so much. I appreciate it too. Thanks for having me on. I, I, I love coming on things like this. It's fun. <laughs>